It's time to hit the trail. Welcome to Pocono Mountains Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Hamill. This is Season 3, Episode 9, focusing on the DNL Trail. Our Poconos is home to so many different trails. Some are in the state or national parks and wind along ridges, through forests, and along bodies of water. Some cut right through towns and connect the communities in more ways than one. And that's exactly what has happened along the Delaware and Lehigh National Heritage Corridor. The DNL Trail, as it's affectionately known, is a huge draw to the Poconos and beyond, and has breathed new life into coal towns along its expanse, helping to grow the outdoor economy. In fact, on June 10th this year, there will be a trail festival in Whitehaven along the DNL Trail, as that trailhead reopens for the first time in two years. There will be lots to do on and along the trail. You can find out more at poconomountains.com/events. Recently, George Roberts Productions partnered with PTN on a three-part series about the trail, and part one is in just a bit. The Poconos is a year-round destination for millions. We've got mountains, we've got lakes, we've got forests, rivers, and yes, trails, as well as historic downtowns and iconic family resorts. It's the perfect getaway. Find out more at PoconoMountains.com or watch PTN, the Pocono Television Network streaming live 24-7. Now back to the episode. George and Connie Roberts have been synonymous with the Poconos for decades, and they took their storytelling on the trail, the DNL Trail, and have part one of a three-part series for us. Enjoy. Five counties, 165 miles. A network of canals, towpaths, railroad tracks, and right-of-ways make up one of Pennsylvania's premier trails. The DNL Trail is a step back into time. It follows the same path used to ship coal from mines in Northeast Pennsylvania to the shipping yards in Philadelphia. Today's trail connects that history from Wilkes-Barre to Bristol, Pennsylvania. And so the trail is the visual part of a lot of that, where we're adaptively reusing the historic transportation route to allow people to connect to the heritage sites along the way, the outdoor recreation, nature, the environment, and then health and wellness. Along the way, you'll encounter mountains and valleys, forests and grasslands, charming historic towns and trail-loving businesses. Many of the stores you'll see with that iconic maroon and white sticker out front, you know that you're welcome inside that business, whether it's the candy shop, the restaurant, uh, or a place to fill up your water bottle. The DNL Trail is part of the Delaware and Lehigh National Heritage Corridor, designated by Congress as a National Heritage Area. It is managed by 30 public and private landowners. So how can you enjoy this beautiful treasure? Let's take a look at the 37-mile section of the DNL Trail that runs through the Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania. The DNL Trail is in a great location to see wildlife because you're right along the Lehigh River, so there's certain wildlife that are unique to that type of habitat, but you're also right in the Appalachian Mountains here. 
there's some areas where you'll see open grassland. You might see some wildlife that's unique to that kind of habitat in those places. Uh, for the most part, it's forested. The gradient is always very friendly to people of every ability level, whether they're hiking, biking, rollerblading, uh, you, you know, it's an ideal place to get out in the, in the world of nature here. Let's start in the northern area of the DNL Trail and continue south, since this is the preferred route of most users, because this direction features mostly downhill grades and few gentle uphills. We're in Luzerne County at mile marker 140. This is the Black Diamond Trailhead, and it's about 10 miles north of the borough of Whitehaven. It's located off Route 437 in Wright Township, here, the DNL Trail follows the abandoned path of the historic Lehigh Valley Railroad. There are plenty of opportunities to see wildlife. It starts out here off of 437 and connects to the old rail bed and leads down towards Middleburg Road and Whitehaven. It's about an eight mile stretch and it's a little bit steeper grade uh, going down or coming up than the rest of the trail further south. So you want to consider that if you're uh, going to be biking uphill from Whitehaven to a uh, mountaintop, it'll be a little bit steeper. Traveling from Black Diamond to Whitehaven, you'll pass by Moosehead Lake, a beautiful place to stop and relax for a moment. It's quiet through here, and the trail is in good shape. There are bogs, ponds, and wetlands in this area, and plenty of flowers in season. The borough of Whitehaven is along mile markers 130 and 131. The town is a beginning point for many who use the trail. Once you get down into Whitehaven, we consider that one of the, we've been working with organizations in Whitehaven as a trail town. So Whitehaven is a great place for people to stop for a bite to eat. There's pizza places, there's Tavern on the Trail is a new organization. So there's a lot to do in there. The bike train out of Jim Thorpe drops passengers off at mile marker 130, giving bike riders a 24 mile trip back to town. Jim Thorpe bike train offers a great opportunity to do some of that multi-use where you get to be on a historic transportation route by riding the train and then riding back down. It offers a couple different distances. Coming out of Whitehaven, the next stop is the Lehigh Tannery Trailhead at mile marker 129, featuring the 600-foot stone ruins of the nation's largest producer of tanned hides back in the 1850s. As you continue on the trail, you pass through state game lands. Along the way, you'll see beautiful scenery, including the Lehigh River. The trail is made up of different surfaces. The Dino Trail was laid out over a variety of 
surfaces that already existed. So uh, the, the parts from Whitehaven down through the Lehigh Gorge are, are it's a railroad uh, access road. The top half from Whitehaven down to about uh, Penhaven Bridge is, a, a, there's no railroad track on that side. So it's a beautiful gravel trail. This section of the DNL trail follows the Lehigh River. It's the gorge, you can hear the rushing water, you can see the beautiful scenery. I can tell that the people here are really friendly on the trail, the sights are absolutely stunning. Eight miles south at mile marker 121, you'll encounter the Rockport Trailhead in Carbon County. Rockport is in the Lehigh Gorge State Park. That's right. There's no amenities at this trailhead besides the bathroom behind us, and there's no nearby town to get supplies. No matter what we tell them, they go to see the village of Rockport, and there's really five homes, and you walk uphill, there's nothing there. As you head through that area, um, you really do need to plan that you're taking a longer ride. You'll have one or two trailheads with a bathroom stop, but there won't be anywhere to like stop and get food. As you get close to the Rockport Trailhead, you'll come across Buttermilk Falls. You'll want to get your camera and take pictures. A little further down, you'll see massive rock formations on your right. It's always a little cooler in this area. After a break at the trailhead, you continue south. Along the way, the scenery is magnificent. You'll work your way through the mountains while following active train tracks and the Lehigh River. It's a nice path with lots to see. Um, I like that it's really close to the gorge as well. Um, we like throwing rocks in the and getting our feet wet in there and then we can also go for a walk too. The stretch between Rockport and Glenanoco is long and communication with your cell phone can be spotty people should be prepared that their cell phone cannot be their map the entire way, especially in um, those sections of, of Carbon County, some of those areas um, of the 26-mile Lehigh Gorge State Park. Paper maps are a good idea when traveling through this section. 13 miles from Rockport, you come to Glen Oco. The scenery here is magnificent. Near mile marker 108, you'll see an old rail tunnel where coal cars used to pass through the mountains. At this point, you are only two miles from the town of Jim Thorpe. On your way, you will cross the Lehigh River on the Nesquahoning Trestle. It's a great spot to take out your camera for pictures. Every mile of the trail is beautiful, and you might watch a bald eagle feeding, and you might stop for 20 minutes watching that. Good chance you'll see some really interesting things at various parts along the trail. Around here, we see porcupines every now and then. Uh, you see black bears every once in a while. Lots of birds. So if you're really into birds, the DNL Trail is a great place to uh, come during the spring and fall migration seasons. No matter what day of the week you walk, it's wonderful and there's always someone or something new that you see. I mean, there's so much to see. Uh, and as I get older, there's so little time to see it. But yet it's quality time. The town of Jim Thorpe is at mile marker 106. It's right here at the county-owned parking lot. As you move south through the parking lot, you'll come to the Jim Thorpe Visitor Center. It's complete with information on the area, and there's bathrooms with running water. The town of Jim Thorpe is a great destination on the DNL Trail. 
there are many trail-friendly businesses and points of interest. It's also a great place to start your journey on the trail for going north or south. Once you're down to Jim Thorpe, you're in another great trail town. There's so much to do. Um, you've got all sorts of heritage areas you can visit, uh, heritage sites, I should say, uh, businesses, shops. You should note it can be difficult to ride through the town with its narrow sidewalks and steep hills. The town itself, the infrastructure, was built way before bike travel was common. So when you get into Jim Thorpe, everyone knows it's a cycling town, but you're best to leave your bike in either Josiah White Park or right here at the bike shop. We have public bike racks, lock it up, and then just cruise the town by foot. I would say if you're riding around the streets of Jim Thorpe, you do need to be very careful. Um, you definitely want to be a pretty avid road cyclist just to make sure you know the rules of the road and you're kind of keeping, um, keeping your eyes out for cars that might be um, not aware that cyclists are on the road. There are places to stay, places to eat, places to shop, and even a bicycle shop for repairs and gear. There are a lot of great restaurants really within walking distance of the DNL Trail. So you can check out Molly McGuire's, which is very, very close. We have uh, new restaurants definitely opening if you're willing to take a walk up Broadway in Jim Thorpe. A lot of great options that are right there off the trail in, in the borough of Jim Thorpe. Jim Thorpe is an historic town, originally called Mock Chunk. There are many points of interest to see as the town was central to shipping coal from mines to markets. And the Jim Thorpe Trolley Company operates taking visitors on tours. The popular Lehigh Gorge Scenic Railway offers different types of train rides. While in Jim Thorpe, try the Switchback Trail. It links Jim Thorpe to Summit Hill, where anthracite coal was discovered in 1791. The trail follows an abandoned gravity railroad that transported coal to the Lehigh Canal nine miles away. For hikers and bicyclists, Jim Thorpe is a great town to stop in overnight. Most inns and bed and breakfasts can keep your bike secure while you sleep. It's pretty common nowadays. They do have facilities. In fact, they have an enclosed locked area for their bikes. Again, with the public bike racks, if they don't have it, you could lock it to one of the public bike racks. If you'd like to know more about the anthracite region of the DNL Trail, pick up a trail map and guide, or use the interactive trail map on the DNL website or app. I think it's great for folks to understand that the DNL Trail is really the spine of the National Heritage Corridor. The DNL National Heritage Corridor is one of 55 heritage areas in the country. Uh, we are designated by Congress. So we have federal legislation that denotes that we are a nationally significant area. And I think it's important for residents to realize the, that significant history that we have and be proud of it. It's, the region is amazing. And we are really glad that we can work with so many partners to connect the industrial heritage, the economic development, the health and wellness, and the outdoor recreation and nature and the environment. trail is much more than hiking and biking. It's a multi-use trail. And by that we mean that it is open for walking, running, biking, strollers. Walking on the trail is a great healthy activity. It is safe enough for all those who like to walk. 
Some trailheads have more parking areas, such as those at Whitehaven, Jim Thorpe, and Sladington. And some have more amenities like bathrooms with running water. There are some areas up in the Anthracite region where you can go quite a few miles without a trailhead. Uh, we do have our suite of uh, maps, that, map brochures, one for the Anthracite region, one for the Lehigh Valley region, and one for the Delaware Canal region. And they list on them all the trailheads, the GPS point for the trailhead, because unfortunately, Street addresses don't always work for trailheads as easily, but they do show people where they can get on and off, and most of them show what amenities are at those trailheads. The trail itself is made up of a mixed surface. Some sections are actually paved, while others are packed gravel or loose stone. Be sure to wear the proper shoes for this activity. The sandals would be a little light, the flip-flops would be a little light, a little thin, something with a thicker sole, not necessarily a high top, but something with a thicker, like a, like a thicker sole, something that doesn't have to be a real big hiking shoe. Our running shoes are fine, uh, and there's very little moving around on loose rocks on the entire trail. So you're on a surface that is somewhat like one's gravel driveway or better. Remember, if you walk or run a mile on the trail, you have to go the same distance back to where you started, unless you have made arrangements to be picked up at another trailhead. So you can do a day hike from any trailhead out and back, or if you bring two cars, you can put a car here and a car there and walk to your car and come back. Biking on the DNL trail allows you to cover more ground in a shorter amount of time. Most people use a hybrid, touring, or gravel bike. It should have a minimum tire width of one and a quarter inches. A bike with gears is not necessarily needed as the trail has minimum grade inclines or declines. Rail trails are level and flat. Railroads never went up steep grades. Maybe in other parts of the world, certainly not here. So the grading is always very friendly to people of every ability level. Community organizations also use the trail to hold charity events. We've seen uh, 5K walks, we've seen bike rides. We actually have our own DNL half marathon uh, walk and run that we use at the DNL trail for to fundraise for the Heritage Corridor. So there's a lot of potential uh, for folks to use it for charity events as long as the landowners approve it. And people don't always think of the seasonal uses for the DNL Trail. The winter, you can cross-country ski on sections of it, snowshoe on sections of it. And also, we do have some sections, depending on the land ownership, that allow equestrian, so horseback riding along the trail. You, sometimes you're out on your bike and you are going to pass a horse. A lot of people that use it for nature, you know, viewing, bird watching, um, access to picnic locations, photography, getting on the river or the canal, so water access. You can use it for so many different things. Preparing for an adventure on the DNL Trail depends on how much time you'll be spending here. For example, there's a big difference between a one-hour jog or walk and the items you're going to need if you're going to spend the whole day on the trail. It's always important to have along with you, obviously, something to drink, some water, just in case you're out longer than you think. Uh, the weather can change, so paying attention to what the weather is that day, whether it's a short trip or a long trip. 
and also having along some bug spray. Uh, we are in Pennsylvania, there are ticks. A simple walk of a couple of miles means you may venture two miles from your starting point and then two miles back. While seasonal clothing is a must for everyone, you may want to take some other items. Your cell phone, you can access maps so you can see where you are on the trail. And if anything goes wrong, which is pretty rare, you have a communication device. But certainly water, you know, a little first aid kit if you're running around with little ones would be helpful. Let's say you turn your ankle and you slip down the embankment and you're slightly below grade so people can't, and this happens occasionally around here, a whistle would give you a, a louder way to tell somebody you're there rather than your voice. And, and I think just that attitude that I'm doing something that I need to be self-sufficient in would be a, a good mindset to start. If you're planning on running or biking several miles, which would involve many hours or most of the day, you'll need to prepare a bit more. Reusable water bottles and snacks are a good idea. Bring along a DNL trail map as well as a cell phone. If they're using a mobile device, download the maps to your phone prior to getting out on the trail or take along one of the paper maps with you so that you, you know where you are, what you have, um, and making sure that um, they can orient themselves. Seasonal clothing is important, and bringing an extra layer or a rain jacket is a good idea, especially during cooler weather. Finally, place all of this in a small bag or backpack. It makes it easier to carry these essential items. As you start to get out there, you realize I'm three miles from anywhere. So in that regard, it's not unsafe at all, but it is, uh, you're a bit more on your own than you are when you're in a suburban area. Some may want to plan a two, three, or four day trip on the DNL trail. This will require more gear and some planning. We provide the bikes for them. Um, we provide panniers so they could you know, bring anything they need with them, their equipment, their clothing, their spare shoes. And then we also provide all the stuff that they need, um, fix it, locks, pumps, tools, everything you could think of so that they have, that they're self-contained the whole way down the trail. If they have any issues, they can help themselves. Pocono Biking also offers a guided trip on the DNL trail. It's a pretty posh trip. It's really neat. They're staying at inns the whole way. Really all the guests need to do is pedal their bike. The guides do everything else. Camping is not allowed on most of the trail, but there are a couple of locations where you can. East Penn Township built a bike or boat in campsite. It's not meant for RVs, for tow behinds. And you reserve that through the East Penn Township Supervisor's Office. You may want to schedule an overnight break in one of the trail towns where you can find lodging. People call us all the time and we give them the names of, we have an accommodations list that people could build their own, you know, three-day itinerary. Uh, and there are loads of choices. Biking on the trail means you'll need to take some additional equipment with you. Your bicycle is your mode of transportation. If it should break down, you could be far from a trailhead and cell phone service may not work. So there are several types of tools you should take with you for quick repairs. You don't need to be a, a bike mechanic per se. Even if you don't know how to repair it, cyclists are friendly, wave them down, chances are someone's gonna know how to help you out and get you fixed up. Tools when you're out there, absolutely a hand pump for air, um, spare tubes that fit your bike, 
and then a general multi-tool. And on the tool are the most common Allen key sizes you'll see on a bike. So it can tighten down almost anything on that bike, as well as it has some fly heads, and this is called a Torx bolt, which is a special bolt that is commonly found on bikes. Getting a good, reliable hand pump is really important. There are varying degrees of good to um, bad pumps. Get a good pump, because if you do have an emergency, you want it to work. This is a pannier bag. It's common on multi-day touring for bikes, and it goes on the back rack of the bike, and it carries your tools and all your um, emergency equipment, but it also carries your clothing, spare shoes, everything so that you could carry it with you on your bike. In addition, helmets are recommended for all bike riders. Helmets are a good idea. Um, not everyone wears them, but we're big uh, proponents of them. They're just, you never know what can happen, and it's just good to have it on. You can find out more about planning your trip using the online interactive map at delawareandlehigh.org slash planyourtrip. We would encourage anyone that's interested in supporting the DNL to become a member. Membership benefits provide access to the Josiah White II canal boat rides, the National Canal Museum, and access to the archives. So um, if people are interested in special events along the trail and at the museum, uh, membership is a great way to support the organization and help this heritage area continue to uh, expand our reach. Hope you enjoyed a look at this segment of the DNL Trail. On our next segment, we'll travel to the towns of Lehighton and Weisport and Point South. The DNL Trail in the Pocono Mountains. You can find out more about the DNL on the next installment of the series premiering June 4th on Pocono Mountains Magazine. And learn more about the trail at PoconoMountains.com. Thanks for listening to Pocono Mountains Podcast. We'll have a new episode each week. I like lots of the fun things you can experience while you're visiting the Poconos. Subscribe and leave a review and or comment on whatever platform you listen. The best stories come from people you know. Hi, Jen and Brianna. Hello there. And at the Pocono Television Network, we know the Pocono Mountains. Saw you at the festival. Great job. Thanks. And PTN spends each and every day updating you on everything happening across the region. Hey, I shared your post. Thanks very much. So watch us on cable, streaming, and online. We love watching PTN. Us, Us too. too. Go to PoconoTelevision.com. PTN is everywhere you are. We're back. Thanks for listening to Pocono Mountains Podcast. I'm Jim Hamill. We're going to give another listen to a story from Brianna Strunk on the DNL Trail from an episode of Pocono Mountains Magazine a couple years ago, talking strictly about biking on the trail. Enjoy. There are so many ways to explore the Pocono Mountains by car, train, plane, boat, and bike. And today we're taking you to a trail that has it all. River views, wildlife, historic ruins. You can stop at several of our small towns. All right, let's go get geared up and head on out. Our first stop, Pocono Biking in Jim Thorpe, where we pick up a new set of wheels. Are you guys going to be going on the shuttle or just taking it out on the trail? Just heading out on the trail. All right, perfect. They take the time to make sure your ride is the perfect size and fit. So we offer rental bikes, everything from cabooses for kids as young as two, 
all the way up to e-bikes if, say, grandma wants to come, but she can't quite keep up like she used to. Although the extra assist does sound tempting for someone like me who hasn't been on a bike in years, we'll take the standard for a spin. Next, over the river and through the woods to the DNL Trail we go. We're immediately surrounded by the sights and sounds of nature with the Lehigh River on one side and this old coal canal on the other. It's perfect. I mean, it's everything I want as like a city person looking to get out and see new things and find new, you know, find new adventures. We pedal past historic ruins related to the Industrial Revolution, train tracks and wildlife. There's plenty of wildlife all the way from black bears down to butterflies. No bear sightings to report here, but at one point we did encounter this. The Delaware and Lehigh Trail is currently 140 miles long, running through five Pennsylvania counties from Luzerne to Bucks. Carbon County's section is fully connected, allowing for a continuous, uninterrupted ride. We have a lot of folks that come out to walk, walk their dogs, uh, running. It's a perfect place for fishing, bird watching. A unique feature, the trail provides easy on and off access to explore award-winning small towns and all they have to offer from shopping to entertainment to dining. Uh, we're seeing so many more folks coming to visit the uh, towns and get into the businesses, uh, learn more about the local businesses rather than just the box stores. Chancely Goods in Weisport is one of the DNL's trail-friendly businesses, offering free water bottle refills, a bike rack, and repair kit. This old-fashioned soda fountain is a great place to take a break. I know if I were out on the trail, I would want to be able to stop somewhere and get something fresh and cool, and why not provide that for other people? Paddle a bit further and you'll reach uncommon grounds at the mill, serving fresh coffee, crepes, and more. All throughout the week, um, of course on the weekends, um, people will pop in on their bikes and they come in and they'll grab an iced coffee or, uh, or like a fruit shake up and, and it's, it's a great stop for them. If one day on the trail just isn't enough, Pocono Biking offers two and four day trips. The Inn at Jim Thorpe is one place to stay overnight. We've got um, an old Victorian hotel that dates from 1849. It's one of the oldest buildings in town that still exists. Grab some food and drinks next door at the Broadway Grill, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week. Jim Thorpe's one of the most historic towns in America. What's great about it is it's uh, well-preserved. It's uh, architecturally intact. From the town back to the trail, a trip on the DNL will never get old with each section offering something new. And we're staring at screens all the time. It's really nice to put down the tablet, turn off the monitor, turn off the TV, and really spend some time outdoors. True to the saying, it's like riding a bike, I got the hang of it pretty quick. This was my first time on the DNL, but certainly not the last. So what are you waiting for? Start planning your trip, and we'll see you on the trail. For Pocono Television Network, I'm Brianna Strunk. The Delaware and Lehigh, the DNL Trail, a treasure for our region and beyond. Watch and listen for another installment of the three-part series from George and Connie Roberts on June 4th, 
on Pocono Mountains Magazine, and then in July, the third and final installment. We hope you enjoyed Pocono Mountains Podcast. Please remember to subscribe anywhere podcasts are available. Come visit us in the Pocono Mountains. Plan your trip today. Mm-hmm.